Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. As I join you this evening, I want to turn your attention to the wonderful feast day that we have just celebrated, the Feast of Corpus Christi, or the Solemnity of the Most Precious Body and Blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a feast day that entered into the Church's calendar, I suppose historically speaking, fairly late. It was the 12th and 13th century when it became popular. But in fact, it is one of the best-known feast days now, because it was instituted by the Church to assert the Catholic faith that in the Holy Eucharist, Jesus Christ is truly present in his body and blood, given to us to be assured of his presence, but also to be nourished by the body and blood of Christ on our way to our heavenly goal. I know that recently there have been some reappearances of a more special celebration of that feast day with processions in particular parts of the diocese. But my first experience of the power of Corpus Christi came when I was a student studying in Munich, Germany, which was, in fact, the first time I actually lived in a Catholic culture. Corpus Christi was a state holiday, not simply a church holiday. The government offices were decorated with greenery and with flowers. There was a police the band that accompanied the processions through the streets of Munich, and the streets were crowded with onlookers for this great procession, which ended in the cathedral of of Munich. It was extraordinary, but given the fact that this was Bavaria, after the marvelous celebration and the procession throughout Munich, we all retired to our favorite uh, monastery to taste their beer, because after all, this was a holiday. And of course, I had to also have a piece of Weisswurst, the white sausage, which was so popular in Munich. And I thought, this was an occasion of state joy, of, of social joy, and a realization that feasting includes the entire reality of our human existence, both body and soul. And that was so characteristic, I think, of the Catholic attitude toward the world, with our strong emphasis upon the incarnation of Jesus Christ in our human flesh, who took on our human reality. And therefore, it's the whole of our human reality that can be enveloped into the divine reality of the message of Jesus Christ. But this feast day today, brought back not only those marvelous memories of being in Munich, but also an opportunity to speak about the essential character of the entire Eucharistic celebration. 
And I think it is important for us to understand this character of the Eucharistic gathering, especially in a time when we are slowly emerging from a shuttering of our churches. This was a great burden for Catholics. Formed as we are by a powerful sense of the Holy Eucharist, celebrated each Sunday, each day, for our good, for our realization of the presence of Christ, and for our spiritual growth and nourishment. And it was almost here in the United States like a return to an early history of Catholicism in America, where the Catholic communities were small and scattered, sometimes in areas that were quite remote, and in fact, uh, Catholics retaining their faith by gathering on Sunday, as they used to do uh, in Ohio before the uh, presence of the Dominican missionaries. And they would pray the rosary, novenas, they would meditate on the scriptural readings for that day, and they would offer prayers for each other. And they would also pray for the coming of a priest to say Mass for them, to give them Holy Communion, to marry them, to baptize their children. And it's marvelous to realize how the faith was kept alive by that hope that eventually Mass would be said for them. And it reminds me of the heroic efforts on the part of our own priest to make certain that at least the dying will receive the sacraments, to may re remain in contact with their people, to allow them to hear the word of God preached, and to encourage them to realize that this too shall pass. To be quite frank with you, the use of technology to convey the worship of the church is an emergency stopgap. It is no lasting solution. And we need to pray for a rapid return to that communal and public celebration of the Eucharist. We want to do it safely, but also to do it without fear. For by their very nature, the Eucharist and the other sacraments are communal and interpersonal events. Pope John Paul II, in his encyclical on the Eucharist, enunciated something that actually appears in some of the Church Fathers of centuries ago. The Church makes the Eucharist, and the Eucharist makes the Church that the celebration of the Holy Eucharist is the summit of Catholic life and the most perfect expression of what and who the Church is. And in that public and communal celebration, the Eucharist creates and sustains the community of the faithful. It is a person-to-person -person encounter not only with Jesus Christ, 
in his spoken word and in his body and blood. But a person-to-person encounter with each other. C.S. Lewis, who of course uh, was an Anglican, but had a very profound respect for the Blessed Sacrament, once said that next to the Blessed Sacrament, the most important presence of Christ is each other, each of the faithful. And therefore, we come to understand and to give thanks to God, especially on this Feast of Corpus Christi, for the Eucharist that is oriented toward unity, and a unity that arises from a personal encounter with Jesus Christ, a personal encounter that is not simply a matter of our thoughts or of our spiritual longing, but a matter of a real encounter with the body and blood of our Lord. And that personal encounter with other believers who form the body of Christ. And it is from this unity of the sacrament, from the sustenance it gives to the community of the faithful, that we can come to encounter the important and pressing and urgent questions of our times with a great deal of faith and and compassion and peace. And it is so important for us to understand the communal nature of that encounter because it is a way of combating the growing separation and isolation among peoples in our own culture. In a sense, some people rejoice when they discovered they could do their work from home. But I wonder, in fact, if after a very long period of working like this, will they realize that they have missed the fact that, as as God said from the very beginning, it is not good for man to be alone. And it is in the supreme suppression of community life in the Holy Eucharist that we can uh, overcome that separation and isolation. One of the, the most painful things that I think I sensed about this shuttering of our churches and of the power of the pandemic is the fact that there were some people who were dying and could not be surrounded by family and friends. And that Holy Eucharist can not only strengthen the unity within the church, but it can help to create a social fabric of mutual concern and care rather than one of fear and suspicion. And my dear friends, this is the opportunity to deepen our understanding of the Holy Eucharist and our devotion to it. It is the source of community, unity with God and others, and of reconciliation and peace. <laughs> 